Welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football, uh, a rather cold, frosty, dew-covered morning. Uh, sorry, that's, that means it's another morning podcast, which means Paul will probably fall asleep and give absolutely zero halfway through it. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> so as always, I'm joined by Paul. Um, how are you doing these days, Paul? Like, how are you coping with no, no K-League football? Uh, yeah, it's a bit... Bit depressing recently, isn't it? Back to being a Wednesday fan. <laughs> isn't that the same as being depressed? To be perfectly honest, uh, they're doing quite well recently. Two wins on the bounce. Oh wow, that's two in a row. Yeah. Where are they sitting? Mid table, bottom table, sixth. Sixth. Yeah. Okay. Clinging on to a playoff place, but they've got Newcastle on on uh, Boxing Day. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, obviously Celtic are sitting flying high. Brendan Rodgers is the most successful manager in. Celtics, well, has the most successful start in Celtics history. Apart from his very first game, right? Well, apart from, yeah, Lincoln Red Imps where he lost <laughs> 2 1 or 1 0, I can't even remember what it was now. Yeah. But in the league, it's the most successful start ever, which is kind of embarrassing because players like Scott Sinclair and managers like Brendan Rodgers are shitting all over Scotland, which just makes England right that we're a terrible league. So you don't want Celtic to join the Premier League then? Uh, if it would, I, I think it's just easy to, that you guys just think it's the best league in the world. I think if Celtic joined it, we would just probably win it after a couple of years. I'm sure avid listener, uh, the 48 club, has a different opinion. But again, his team is honking, so <laughs> we're up and down that street. Um, so yeah, so just so you know, Matt, that was because we, we did John Book last week. This week we're just going to do Scotland and England <laughs> until we get enough complaints. Okay, so I guess on the agenda this week, we'll talk about the Club World Cup. So, John Book's fifth place playoff, was it? Yep, John Book's fifth place playoffs. Uh, then we'll talk about some transfer rumours. Uh, any John Book players? Any John Book players? Uh, yeah, actually, I, the, there was a, the biggest... There was a trade, right? There was a trade, which was a strange trade, right? But I guess yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. Then I guess I want to bring up uh, the, the Korean government trying to kill Songnam. Okay, the local government. Yep, and then I guess, yeah, maybe more transfer rumours, so we did that already, didn't I? <laughs> okay. And then yeah. there was the uh, the Adelaide uh, yeah. having, having a complaint about Chumbuk's participation in the, the ACL. Okay. And I think when we covered the draw last week, we never actually got around to our opinions about whether or not they should have been, whether they should have been included in the draw or not. Yeah. So I guess we'll cover that. We'll, we'll cover that in a 25-minute argument. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. And I guess we'll continue covering the Gang One, the rise of the Gang One Phoenix, right? The Galacticos that they're, they're assembling. <laughs> it's, just, it's getting pretty ridiculous now that, uh, yeah, they're beginning to 
form quite a formidable team, on paper at least. But they're they're a lo- another government-run team, right? I don't so, really know what they are. So you just need to find some gang one resident to put in a complaint and then have all so the are they, assets. So they're a citizen club, right? Yeah. Kind of, right? Yeah. So you wonder where they're getting the money for these signings. I mean, I guess Gang One Council don't have any other rival team council near them, I guess. Unlike, you know... But, but as I said last week, they were... Songnam, who have Incheon. They were, they were struggling for money for the last few years. They almost wound up a couple of years ago. So yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Shall we go through Gang One first? Go on then. Who have they signed this week? So this week, they are rumoured to have signed Moon Changjin. Who was one of the players you thought Huang might pick up and take to yeah. Seoul? He was definitely a player I tipped last year to be he'd be a star. Maybe he didn't quite realise that potential to be honest, but uh, played had the, played really well in that qualification tournament for the Olympics. Yeah, not really quite under twenty one Asian Cup or whatever it was. Under twenty three. Under twenty three. Scored a few goals. goals. I think, yeah. yeah, I think he was captain at one point. Um, played pretty well. Uh, thought he was going to be the next big thing. Um, really did think this season Huang would have taken him or Dong Dong Hun Dong Chang Hun is it the other one yeah um, but obviously he's went to Gangwon in a really strange strange move so he's now joined known names uh, of um, Lee Kun Ho Lee Bom Young Lee Bom Young and the return of another couple of like players with decent enough pedigree uh, and they've still been linked with more like every time I can turn on Twitter it's like gang one linked with gang one linked with right um, so yeah kind of allegedly the, the the president the government the manager I don't know someone has come out and said that their their aim for next season is to qualify for, for the ACL which seems a little bit the kind of adventures are a little bit stretching, but it's good to have ambitions. But as any Lam fan will tell you, it's not easy to qualify for the ACL. Yes, yes, because you Lam should have been there by now, right? Um, but I mean, fair play, they're I guess going about it in a relatively, you know, what I mean, like they're they're bringing in names, you know, what I mean, like um, I'm assuming they're going to keep some of the foreign players, but they can't keep Louise, right? Because he's Contracted to John Book, right? That was just a like a kind of mid-season loan. So whether or not, I don't think he actually moved there permanently. Like as far as I know, he moved it on, on on loan. But I guess maybe they can make that transfer permanent. I'm assuming John Book won't want him back anyway. Okay. So yeah, I mean, they're looking at that. If they can keep him, have him and Lee Kun Ho, uh, Moon Chang Jin, Lee Pum Young goes. Can one a force to be reckoned with? I mean, I don't know if they'll be a force to be reckoned with, but. Uh, they could be a pretty decent team. I think you're definitely looking at. Well, I don't think they can achieve ACL. I mean, to achieve ACL, you've got to finish third, right? Um, so I'm not really sure who who they're going to displace. Like, Chumbuk. Chumbuk. <laughs> He'll get another nine point deduction, right? So is that what the opening music was about then? Uh, it was indeed. Yeah, the opening music was about uh, the the rise from the ashes. The opening music was about the the upstarts. Okay, but uh, so the conclusion is with the signs they're making, they'll do a better job of surviving than uh, most recent promoter teams have. Yep. 
Definitely. And I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, we've looked at other teams in the past, you know, like, who have come up, Suwon, Dejan, and went straight back down again. But you're obviously already looking at Gangwon, looking like they're, they're not going to be one of the teams uh, sitting at the bottom of the league. Well, if they do get related, they'll be screwed. Well, if they do, they'll be utterly screwed because they're going to have all these players who, who I'm assuming, Egan Ho is not on, like, man one and a, and a, and a bag of chips, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and you imagine that the guy, the Ibom Young coming back from from Japan's not coming back for pennies either, yeah? Speaking of coming back from Japan, does look like uh, Seoul's attempt to sign uh, Kim Jin Young yep. uh, is going to falter as Kashima Antlers look as if they're going to snatch him. Uh, I think they put in a big bid for for him, apparently. No no word of uh, John coming back from whichever club he's at. John? John. 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 Uh, no word of that yet. I think he did relatively well by jumping it several times, right? But but yeah, so it does look as if Kim Jin Young's not going to be coming to Seoul. Uh, on the other hand, Kim Ji Young looks like he might be coming back from Shanghai. Okay. Uh, obviously, Huang looking to uh, shore up his centre defence. Uh, one of the, the guys he has been using has gone off to Sangju, so he definitely needs at least one central defender. Okay. And it looks like Kim Jong Kim Ji Young's going to end his time in, I think he's been there two years? Uh, I'm not really sure, yeah. Definitely at least two, maybe three. He's spent there, but a good signing to bring back. I think. Uh, yeah, he was a he was a great player for Seoul. He was very missed. Um, I'm sure he'll have a lot more experience from playing against uh, all these big name strikers that China have. Okay. So, so he'll come back and he'll. So he's for Shanghai. Which one? Sven Shanghai. Sven Shanghai. Oscar Shanghai. Oscar Shanghai, right? So he'll he'll come back and then play against them again, yeah. Yeah, presumably. Presumably, okay. I've never met the guy, but I assume they won't overlap. Yeah, I'm assuming. Any, any, uh, any other movers and shakers at Seoul? Um, nothing yet. There's a, it's just an article I read that talking about Kim Jong said that Seoul's expected to be very active in the transfer, but uh, no hard or fast rumours about okay. who or what they're going to sign. Okay. Uh, still, still no, no confirmation or word on whether or not Adriano has in fact played his last game in Seoul colours. No, nothing. Okay, very sweet. Okay, so you want to move on to transfers next? Since we're on transfers, or do you want to go into John Book's fifth place? Um, stick with the transfer. Well, the only other transfer is the 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 John Book Ulsan trade, right? Yep, we yeah. saw some players go either way. <laughs> Lee Jong Ho. Lee Jong Ho. They signed from Chunnam in a big fanfare last season. Yep. Uh, and then stuck him on the bench. Yep. And, and now they're putting them to Ulsan, and these are like permanent. The, the, this is, these are not loans, these are permanent trades, right? I think so, yeah. So there's two players from John Book going. And three from Olsen coming. three from Olsen coming, right? And then weird, like the day after they announced that trade... They played him in the, in the fifth place playoff. And he scored. And right? he scored, right? <laughs> so they played him in the fifth place playoff and he scored. Um, I did see several people on Twitter, like several John Book fans on Twitter, going a little bit kind of crazy about, about that transfer. Um, looking at it, I never really... It wasn't one that I really thought was particularly big. I mean, people were calling it the biggest transfer of the of the window so far and stuff. But I guess if you actually have a look at it, Lopez is out injured for six months. Edon Gook is like 48. Yep. Um, Kim Shinook is rubbish. Uh, Leonardo wants to leave. He, uh, he started on the bench again in the in the World yep. Cup playoff. Yep. Came, on after, came on with about 30 minutes to go. Yep. 
Um, so it really does look strange to to be selling your 25-year-old, 26-year-old or 24-year-old striker with, that had potential. Seems strange to be letting him go to a rival K-League team. And, and he's, he has scored quite a few goals last season, right? I mean, given for a guy that was sitting on the bench most of the time, he used yeah. to come on and score quite regularly, I think. So it is a strange one. I, I, I guess the idea is that John Brook are going to build their, their attack around Kim Chinook. Uh, so I guess that the rookie is going to be like the main focal point. So I guess, yeah, you're looking at Seoul winning two in a row. If that's, just such a, if that's the case, right? Uh, Leonardo, I think I know that there was rumours about him moving to China, but it does seem as if Al Ain, mm. Al Ain, one of the Al Halal, one of the. There's, I think there's several clubs with the same name, right? There's yeah. a couple of Al Ains, a couple of Al Ali's, a couple it's, of Al. It's not the one, it's not the team that they played against in the final, but I think it is. Uh, an Emirati team uh, have apparently expressed a strong interest in, uh, in uh, taking them, yeah. And so while we're on the subject of Alain, uh, what, what did you make of... Uh, what did you make of Seisho Bob uh, going out to play for the, rival, the rivals against uh, Barcelona? I was, I was wondering about that because... So... Who's, who would you see as Wednesday's rivals? Biggest rival? Uh-huh. Leeds. Leeds. And who's Wednesday's biggest player? The player that you can do without? Um, Fernando Forestieri. Okay. So, how would you feel if Leeds were playing Bayern Munich and they asked if they could take Fernando Forestieri for the game? And then he wore their colours... And then he played with their players when he scored. And then scores a penalty, and then celebrates. Like runs away celebrating in their colours. Uh, I wouldn't be happy. Would you ever want him back in the team? Uh, no. Well, don't know. I mean, if I think about it, if, if Lee Griffiths, or even worse, if Henry Larson had put on Rangers colours to to play in a, a meaningless friendly against. Russia Dortmund or something I, I, I would have been waiting at the airport for him coming back like with his bag packed like, I just, that's insane I can't even understand why the team allows it and the manager oh, Duerte I can't remember his name oh, the, the manager has said oh it was a great experience to play you know against you know this great team And but if they want to do that right? if they want to do that they should just make they should pick a few more players and make an all star team right yeah Emirati All-Star team or... I, I, I don't really get why just he went and why it was really strange I, mean, I know that uh, John Durden covered it uh, didn't quite agree with with like always viewpoints when he kind of then took that and then said that that was the reason why he should quit uh, the like you know AFC and move to Europe and test himself I, I don't quite agree with that I don't think we should be encouraging potentially the, the greatest player in Asia to, to leave but I do I don't understand why on earth Alain allowed him to go and play for the rival club. Mm. And then even when he when he scored, why he ran away, jumped up and down and celebrated. Did he kiss the badge? I don't think he kissed the badge. He didn't go quite that far. <laughs> I mean he scored a cracking penalty, right? You know, like but um I, I just think it was really strange. I think it was a really strange idea and I, I just wonder how how fans of other clubs would feel. I mean definitely if it was a Celtic player playing for Rangers, I'd be absolutely like outraged. 
well, but for the grace of God, he could have been in Japan playing in the Cup, Club World Cup, right? And we wouldn't be having this discussion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, in which case maybe John would have asked if they could have borrowed, I don't know, Sejon, <laughs> Dehan. <laughs> well, they'd have sent the they'd have sent the Wookie to to Dubai to play against yeah. Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a strange one. I mean, I, I mean, I know it's not really re- related to like the K League podcast, but it is, I thought it was just, just something that kind of maybe is another reason why you know like we have fans who support two teams in Korea you know like in Asia like why we like have you that support one team like you know like fans I thought you were supporting uh, Chunnam Chunnam well, I, I saw not, it on Twitter I'm not going to support them it was in it was in a well renowned K-League podcast that you're going to support Chunnam I'm not going to actually support tweeted. them I'm just going to like them okay. <laughs> I'm going to go in their way end when they come to Seoul. Like some, Seoul. You sound like some guy trying to justify his affair to his wife. <laughs> I didn't have relations with her. She had relations with me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but you know what I mean? It's, it's like that idea, you know, like, of, you know, like whenever Suwon, when it was the first Suwon derby and they made those half-half Suwon scarves, yeah. Utterly disgraceful, do you know what I mean? How can you have a derby and have like, both sides of the, 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 the you know, the, the derby on a scarf? That kind of thing, right? Yeah. So I think this is just kind of emphasised even more that <clears throat> potentially in, in, in Asian football, it's maybe not, you know, it, it, I think this just encourages people to like support two teams or maybe not take it quite as seriously as, as we want it to be taken. Yeah, okay. I think. So that you did mention... Uh, John Ho scoring in the final, uh, sorry, in the fifth place playoff, and you also mentioned that the Club World Cup anyway. So how did John Book go? Like, are they the the fifth best team in in the world? They are the fifth best team in the world. Okay, but by my calculations, only possibly the third best team in Asia. Okay. Okay. Uh, how does that work? Because obviously Kashima are the best team in the world. Are the second best team in the world, right? Because they took Real Madrid to extra time uh-huh. but last year Seoul absolutely humped Kashima which means Seoul are better than Kashima but doesn't that mean that because of the fact that John Book humped Seoul across the course of a season that anyway um, <laughs> let's move on Seoul, Seoul humped, uh, John Book humped Seoul in the ACL and in the league twice which means that and in the league but twice <laughs> I think you'll find that Seoul won the league therefore they're much better than <laughs> Everybody agrees that a li- winning the league is tougher than winning a cup, right? Um, so if Depends if you've been aided in the winning of your league. Did Seoul win the league? Not by my reckoning, no. <laughs> I will never remember it as that. Check Wikipedia, check any... There's, a, there's an asterisk against it if I have my way. Anyway, um, so yeah, so, so John Book are the third best team in Asia, but the fifth best team in the world. Yeah. Okay. Um... Interesting that Kashima took Real Madrid, as you said, they took extra time in the final. But yeah, um, didn't they? Did they fail to qualify for the ACL this year? Yeah, yeah, right. But then they won the Japanese league, right, and yeah. are still going strong in the Emperor's Cup. So look, as if they they could actually achieve a double, right? Uh, yeah, Chumbuk. I think they beat the South African team four one. Yeah, it was something like that, right? Yeah. Even the Wookie scored, so the yeah. South African team must be really rubbish. Yep. Or they guess you so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so who? So that was. So they finished fifth. Yep. Who finished fourth? I did see that. That that was Club America versus 
Nacional. Nacional. I saw Club America were 2 0 up at one point. Uh, the, the, that penalties, yeah. the team in green and white were 2 0 up at one point. And then we left the pub and went to a different pub and it wasn't on. Were you supporting the team in green and white? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, usually. Uh, it, it finished on. It ended up going to penalties, but I don't remember. Okay, so one of those teams finished third and one of them finished fourth, right? Yeah. And then first and second was between Kashima and Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, you did watch that final? Uh, no, I watched the last 10 minutes and an extra time. Okay. So I watched about 40 minutes total. Uh, were Real Madrid up for it or were they disinterested? Uh, I wouldn't say they were disinterested. Like, based on the commentary I saw, I, I don't know if the, the, the opening 80 minutes was different because they said that Real Madrid should have wrapped it up in 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. But what the last 10 minutes I saw plus most of extra time, uh, Kashima had a, a lot more play uh, created a lot of really good chances they just lacked Ronaldo to pump them in okay so during the during the when I turned on it was 2 I think Real Madrid went 1-0 up then uh, Kashima scored twice to go 2-1 up and then uh, Real Madrid got a penalty to get to all and then the last 10 minutes uh, Real Madrid should have a guy sent off the, the ref went into his pocket for his card and then he changed his mind okay. terrible terrible foul uh, last kick of 90 minutes um, Endo basically had an open goal but he blazed it wide um, but Kashim had chance after chance they were, they were absolutely pouring forward and obliterating um, Real Madrid but they just couldn't finish anything okay. and then they, Real, Real Madrid would just sit there and then cut through put, okay. put a defence a defence splitting pass through to Ronaldo and he'd bang it in 3-2 Okay. Five minutes later, same again, 4-2, at which, po- which point Kashima kind of lost heart and the game trickled out. Okay, so what, finished 4-2 in the end? Finished 4-2 after extra time. After extra time, OK. But Kashima were quite impressive, and I think a lot of the, uh, the Twitterati, who, uh, whose feed we see, they were quite impressed with Kashima and think they'll be a formidable mm. opponent next year. So we, so we could see a Japanese-Asian Asian Champions League winner? Um, could do, uh, although I think Japanese teams have tended to underperform in the. Yeah, I mean Gamba. They, Gamba did well two years ago, but then last year they were all pretty. Presumably, dire, they, right? presumably they didn't get much of an off season, right? If they're still going to be, if they're going to be having yeah. a cup final on first of January <coughs> and then the opening um, ACL games late February, right? Late February, yeah, last week in February, second last week. And then whichever teams going, to, whichever team goes into the playoff will be playing mid February. Yeah. So okay. Okay, um, so I guess on the topic there of uh, of um, ACL, which we're still on, this is all linked perfectly. You think it was structured? Um, we obviously had a, the recent article that was that's been circulating about Adelaide uh, wanting to sue the the AFC. Yeah, do we take us to that, Paul? Uh, yeah, it was a Korean article that I read. So, but presumably the Australian press have talked about it as well. Or maybe not, because a lot of people say the Australian press don't care about football at all, do they? Yeah, yeah, it's all about cricket, right? But the uh, the article was saying that uh, Adelaide United are thinking of suing, presumably the AFC, in the Court of Arbitration for Sport, saying that they've uh, broken their own rules by admitting Chumbuk into okay. the competition. Um, probably should have talked about this when we were talking about the draw last week. Yep. Okay. What was your feelings about it? Uh, I think my feelings about it are that... I think I said at the time, like last season, I feel like I said, you know, like sort of junior season, that if, if, if John Book won it, there was no way 
the, the AFC would kick them out. Yep. Uh, and I think that was proven because I, I don't think I think if John Boo hadn't won it, the AFC might have done something. Um, I think it's one of those situations where I know other teams, you know, like smaller leagues and smaller teams have been avid punishment by the AFC. But I think it's one of those things where uh, I, I really can't see any any footballing body, governing body, kicking out their champions. Um, whether they should or not, um, my pe- my personal opinion is like I think John Brook have been punished in the league by the by the K League. They, they they had the league sewn up. They that weekend they were going to win the league if they beat Sangju. Uh, they lost the league in the end. That, that cost them money. Obviously, it cost them like their place in the ranking of the ACL. They could who they play and so on. I meant that they finished the domestic season with like no trophies because they'd already been humped out the cup by Puchan. Yeah. Uh, so I think looking at it, uh, I think the Key League punished them. Whether or not the AFC should have admitted them or not, um, I would probably sit on air on the side of I would rather see John Book in it than not in it. But my concern would, would be if they did kick John Book out, I do not believe they would have went down and brought in Osan. To be perfectly honest, it's not. I don't think you're talking about the A, the AFC punishing them for match fixing. They're talking about the fact that. Having been convicted of match fixing, they're not fit to participate, right? Yeah, but I mean, as I said earlier as well, like, we had the whole 2010-2011 scandal when literally every single team in the K League was involved in match fixing, except Seoul. Nope, Seoul. I can you have a look on Wikipedia. Seoul were involved in two games. Every single team in the K League had a game where there was match fixing involved in that game, whether or not that team themselves participated in it, whether or not that team themselves said, we are buying into this and we're going to rig this match. doesn't matter. Every single team in the K-League that, that year was involved in a match that was fixed. All right, well, all right, let me, let me <coughs> so clarify the whole league. My, my statement. Of all the, what, 20-something-odd players who were yeah. banned or done, no sole players were involved in that. That's correct, yeah. But every team was involved, in it, as in every team had a game. So you could look at that and say that the whole league should have had a blanket ban. No one was given a ban, like, uh, and in fact, while that was happening, Songnam, I'll get, I'll, I'll get this wrong. So, but anyway, Songnam, Usan, and Chumbuk. Chumbuk, won it. Songnam won it in twenty ten. Usan won it in twenty eleven. Uh, and I think there was a yeah. Wasn't Chumbuk then? Because it was Usan and, and Double got the final. That's what it was. And I think they were beaten in the final. Um, yeah, they were beaten in the final. So three, so basically, like for the three years, for the two years that, that the match fixing was going on, and for the year after it was revealed, uh, Korean teams reached the final of the of the of the ACL. So in that situation, in that situation, you could definitely argue that other teams should have been campaigning and getting them sued and getting them kicked out. So, but I think the uh, the AFC have tightened up their statutes mm. since then. And per the statutes as they are at the moment, they clearly shouldn't be ad- shouldn't have been admitted, right? Yeah, I mean, they, per the statutes, yeah, but at, at least the AFC should have made it because after the K League handed down their punishment, uh, there were the the AFC made a statement they were considering the situation, yeah. right? And they've not, as far as I'm aware, they've not made any statements to clarify as their decision. Yeah. Yeah. And if the laws state that AF, that Chumbuk shouldn't be admitted then the AFC should make some kind of statement saying about why they're choosing to ignore their laws. Yeah. But then, also, I do believe that the law probably states that, that 
financial fair play. I mean, like the the AFC still comes under FIFA, right? Yeah. And financial fair play rules somehow amazingly don't don't come into play in China. I mean, there's no way any Guangzhou ever grandi apart. There's no way the other three Chinese teams should be in in the ACL. There's no way those teams can afford what they're doing. Probably the same is true for Seoul and Jumbuk, right? No, Seoul and Jumbuk can afford it. Seoul are run by GS and Jumbuk's run by Hyundai. So technically, at the end of the day, because they're run by those companies, it's the exact same logic as Man City, right? As in, financial fair play will never impact on Man City because Sheikh Mansour has copious amounts of money that he can just bring into the club, right? But who's running these Chinese clubs? Most of them are run by corporations as well, I think. Like property investment firms and things like that. Yeah, but you just wonder, like, is there really... I mean, like, can you really... really argue that they can have three like, of the top players in the world, you know, like, three of the top, top paid players in the world? Do you know what I mean? Like, all in their teams? I mean, like, Hulk's on. He's, like, the, most, he's, like, the highest paid player. Lavezzi is the second highest paid player. Oscar's going to be the highest. Oscar's player. going to be the highest paid player. Like they were talking, Kisa Young coming over to be the highest paid player. So, what? Yeah, the the rumor was that Key was coming over to be like something like the second highest paid player in the world. That's that 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 was the deal for Key, and he allegedly knocked it back. Whether because he said he couldn't, just, he said justify it, uh, receiving that amount. So he actually said that he couldn't play in China while he was still the Korean national team captain. I don't get the logic of that. But anyway, so but my point is that I don't think... I think if FIFA really looked into those teams, they would see that they're breaking the financial fair play rules. Someone also offered a, a shed load of money for Messi. Like yeah. 450000 a week or something. Yeah, but he's not going anywhere. No. But I, th- I think but it's incredible. the fact incredible. they can even afford to, yeah. to do that is a bit... But this is the thing, they can they? Because, again, the rumour I heard was that one of the Shanghai teams... Like, the salary that they're paying... Yeah, it must be Oscar. The salary for Oscar is something like three times more than they bring in, like, revenue. They, they're breaching financial fair play rules, but the AFC is not looking at it. So, yes, if I they're going to sue John Book or sue over John Book, they, surely they've got to sue over, over the Chinese team's inclusion as well. Because they are definitely breaking the financial fair play. I also think it's quite interesting that Adelaide who play in the Hyundai A-League, are thinking of suing over John Book Hyundai. I think that's quite interesting as well. <laughs> Maybe be a bit careful there, Adelaide. Uh, I guess quite possibly nothing will come of it. It's just a yeah, statement that's been made. Yeah, I think it's a statement, I think, yeah. Okay. Speaking of statements, that brings us on smoothly and swiftly on to Songnam, Songnam FC. Yep. Um, so some councillor from the Senari... Sinuridang. The Sinuridang party. Which is Pak Geun-hye's party. Yeah, well, we all know about how good she is. Um, has come out and said that he wants... Well, he originally said he wanted all of Songnam FC's funding cut. Yeah. Because they were no longer in the Kaylee Classic, they were now in the Kaylee Challenge. Yeah. Um, the CEO, I believe, the president, has resigned, who's not actually E.J. Myung. E.J. Myung is just the mayor in charge of the team. But he actually has, like, a CEO, and he's, he's, he's offered to resign... So, so the the statement or the request for the uh, cancellation of all their funding that wasn't made the day after that it was announced that Hwangi Joe was going to stay. Um, no connection to the two. No connection to, to, to the two. You sure? Yeah, I'm fairly certain. <laughs> the statement was made and was made before Hwangi Joe said he was staying. 
but he, as an internal advisor, he would have known that, right? Um, I mean, so the statement that was made uh, was basically them saying that Songnam don't deserve to have seven, uh, whatever it is. I feel it was seven million won, but that's obviously not, not right. So it's like seven million dollars, whatever their funding is. Um, so that he wanted to cut, all of it cut, and I think they've agreed on something like 1.5 million instead will, will be their funding. Um, <coughs> or something, yeah. 1.5 deduction or 1.5 total? 1.5 total. So that's still like five, five and a half deduction. Yeah, so it's, still, it's, it's pretty huge. So what's happened is like, uh, someone may or may not have put his phone number on various fan pages and he may or may not be getting bombarded with various <coughs> texts. So he'll just change his phone number, right? None have been in English so far, I should say. <laughs> so none have been from me. Um, but yeah, so the other news, so that, I mean, that's going to, it kind of comes on from what happened last season, the midway through last season, the Korean government decided that councils shouldn't really have a surplus in their sports recreational budgets and that any surplus that they have should be transferred to councils who, who had a deficit. So basically this really only impacted between Songnam and Incheon mm. in terms of football clubs. So Songnam were told that they, because they live in the affluent Bundang area, yep. or not, they don't live there but they come from there, they, their budget is higher, <coughs> like the money they bring in and so on in terms of taxes and everything else is higher than an area, say for example like Incheon, which is maybe not quite so affluent. Uh, so the idea was that the wealth should be um, kind of spread out a little bit more across councils in similar areas. So for some reason, I don't really know how it works, like, but Songnam and Incheon are in Gyeonggi-do. Yep. Which I always find amazing because then Gyeonggi-do must be like, the biggest place in the world. Um, but anyway, um, so because of that, I know that there was whole stories then about, because there was like, Banners and protests like, like Songnam SOS, like Save Our Songnam and stuff like that last season. Um, so I think that he's just kind of carrying on from there as well. I think the idea, I'm fairly certain that there's no link between E.J. Myung being tipped as being the opposition party uh, leading candidate for the election next year. And I'm sure there's no link between that and the, the recent stripping of funds. As someone that has just been through the Government, governmental budgeting process. I do know how it works and how it feels to have your funding threatened. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's ridiculous, right? But I mean, again, this is what happens when your club, when your football club is is in the hands of, the, of like government, and especially when your football club's in the hands of a Korean government. Well, I, I mean, I guess it is realistic that their budget should be reduced, right? Yeah, it makes sense that why sh they shouldn't have a classic budget when they're playing in the challenge, but also. I do think as well that there's that just like in in the England, you know, like when a team goes down, you know, like they're giving, you know, like kind of those parachute payments. Parachute payments. I think there should be something similar for citizen clubs, otherwise they are just going to disappear, right? And citizen clubs at the end of the day are like the lifeblood of communities, and I think because it, it, like it does, I'm fairly certain a lot of this is just smacking of the fact that E. G. Myung is. The opposition party. I'm fairly sure if it was a Senari 
party mayor that was in charge of Songnam that this would even be coming up. And considering the fact that sports recreation is one of the areas where the recent um, <clears throat> scandals may have impacted on, I think it's quite ironic as well, yeah. Um, do you, do but, you think Songnam will give them value for money for their $7 million? I don't know if I, I don't know, it's seven something, but $7 million, is that a lot? I, seem, I, I have no idea if it is that amount. Uh, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I think up until Tiago's disaster, I would have said, yeah. I would have said, like, I think what he does, like the stuff that, that he does, like pre match, like all the, all the events, the festivities, like um, the bringing in the temporary stand, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think the money has been well spent. Um, I thought I think what you might find uh, a connection with. I know you were trying to imply the Wang and Joe connection there, but I think it's obvious that's why the, the season ticket prices have been have been released now, and you can now pre pre book your season ticket. So I think the idea of that is that they can turn and say, "Oh, wait a minute, we have four thousand season ticket holders. You can't take the club away." Really. However many they get, four hundred. I don't know. They had several thousands last year. Like the, but there was a lot of season ticket holders last year at the, at the beginning. They kind of drifted away. I mean, season ticket holders don't go away. They just don't go to games. But there was a couple of thousand season ticket holders last year. I think. Are you a shareholder, by the way? No, I'm not. No, uh, I don't think I can be. But I think you'll find. I, I would be surprised if there wasn't a relatively decent-sized crowds for the first couple of games. I think if they're, if they're underperforming, then the crowds will disappear. Yeah, if, if they make a strong chart, a strong start in, yeah. the, in the challenge, well, crowds yeah. might stick around. If they yeah. get humped a few times and stick at the bottom of the challenge, yeah. then yeah. I mean, if they, if it'll be you and Kunzok, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, but at least we will be able to watch Wang Joe on the pitch. Uh, Is that a good thing? No, it's a terrible thing. Um, but I think as as uh, Stevie commented during the week, I think if he doesn't romp that league, then there's a problem, right? Uh, I mean, if, if Wang Yijo doesn't end up being top goal scorer in the challenge next season, then he really has problems. I mean, he was what, third top, second top goal scorer in 2015. Yeah, it's a terrible season last year. But I think in the challenge, playing against challenge teams and challenge defences and challenge goalkeepers, uh, you, you've got to imagine he's got to finish top goal scorer, right? Or should be. Should be up there, I think. Should be up there, yeah. Uh, the other news is that Park Yong Ji will not be up there. Okay. Uh, the man famous for that world class strike against FC Seoul. World class fluke. World class strike. Uh, has moved to Incheon. Okay. Uh, and a swap with. I always say Bae Sung Jin, but I really don't believe it is Bae Sung Jin. I believe that's one of my students. Um, <laughs> but it is Sung Jin, but I can't remember if his first name is Bae. Um, so he's come from Incheon to Songnam, and Songnam have sent Yeonji there. Um, not really going to be a huge loss. Yeah. Um, he great tearing up the wing, but doesn't really do much with the ball once he gets there. A bit like Unilock. Yeah. So do you want to take him? Yep. He would, he would find his level in the challenge. Also, something else as well is Songnam's official website uh, lists uh, P2 and Sovino still in the team. Uh, Songnam's Facebook, I think it is. 
less Peter and Sovino not in the team, and soccer way less one of them, and transfer market less none of them, or something like that. So no one actually has any idea whether Peter and Sovino are still there. Uh, this, the rumours are that Peter is on his way to China. Okay. But um, just to see a, a fresh uh, influx of Brazilians and. Well, I see Jezu have brought a new one out. Uh, I know it's too early yet to go over the 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 uh, class chic or class shit as we did last year with the yeah. kits, but uh, Jeju's kit is a howler. Is it? It's a howler. Oh. How you can take an orange top and make it worse was beyond me, but they've managed it. It has the, the bottom of it has flowers. I'm sure there's like some Jeju Jeju flower festival thing or something but it looks pretty horrendous I see K-League United's been running some kind of designer kit competition yeah. I thought the, the Seoul one on that was quite interesting oh, sorry I didn't look at them is that the top half was solid black and with the red and black stripes beneath that uh-huh. uh, it looked quite good I think okay and uh, even all the anti-Seoul fans were, were voting for that kit ahead of the others that it was put up okay. against so. Uh, that, that, that's really good. Okay, sure, I see the point in it, but that's really good. Because at the end of the day, no one's going to do that, right? <laughs> so it's, they're not going to, they're not going to be the kits, right? Yeah, but it's just a bit of off-season fun, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, it's like got, our team of the year. Got to find something to fill the next eight weeks before the league starts up again. Well, I guess we'll be doing our team of the year again, right? One uh, player from each team. Do we need to adjust the rules a bit? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I kind of ripped the arse out them last year. So the rules are, they've got to have started the season in the team, right? And ended it in the same team. And ended in the same team. They don't have to have started it, they have to have ended the, se- the season in that team. Okay, so they have to have ended the season in that team. One player from each team, right? And the manager, obviously. Okay. That means you can't pick Thiago. Yep. But would you want to pick Thiago? Of course. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> Anything with Thiago in it was probably going to... I think what it was is, you can't have... If, if player A is transferred to team B during the season, he has to, you have to pick him for the team he ended up with, not the mm. team he started with. Yeah, but if someone's transferred out, then you can't have them, right? If someone's transferred out, you can have them. So, but we can have Thiago. You can pick Thiago, but you can't pick Adriano for, De, for Dejon. Oh, okay, well, he played for FC Seoul this year, right? Okay. Okay, yep, so I guess we'll start that. Coming soon, so yeah, I guess that will be up and running. What else have you got planned for the off-season? Else planned for the off-season, uh, I guess we'll, we'll do our, our season review. I know we're going to try and get some guests on, maybe talk of getting Miroslav on to do his, who would be his team of the year. Is, is Same the idea. Fans, is the phantom going to do his commentary, his phantom commentary? Uh, for, the, for the team of the year game. Uh, hopefully, hopefully try to get this question of K-League up and running, but... Timing looks really, really almost nigh on impossible. So I'm not really sure how we're going to get everyone together at the same time. So, great idea, but I guess we need to kind of try and see if we can get, it, get everyone available, yeah? Mm. It's, it's really tough to get everyone available when your, your host, Quizmaster, works on weekends. Works on weekends, yeah. So he, if he's the problem, should we get a new Quizmaster? I won't be the quiz without the Quizmaster, though, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, so anything else? Um, for today, I think, given that we have do have eight, eight weeks to fill, if if our listener has any ideas about things he'd like to hear, do, 
any ideas he wants to contribute, then please do tweet them or yep. retweet them. Yep. Anything that you want, you guys will almost certainly do it. <laughs> well. <laughs> and bear in mind, guys, if you've actually seen us, you know that all those naked, topless podcasts and tweets are now pointless, right? <laughs> Plus they're all photoshopped. Plus they're all photoshopped, yeah. Although, actually, recently I did see that there was a, there's a certain video doing the rounds on uh, YouTube with two presenters talking about their, their sport that they're experts on. Um, I might, might have a look into that. Maybe you will see a video podcast appearing sometime soon. And plus, Mark, I do remember, like uh, like Gary Lineker, when Seoul were starting their league comeback, you did say if Seoul win the league, you'd present the first podcast of next season in, in your pants. Uh, did I? <laughs> yes. I think I might have done that, right? I think I might have said that, right? Ah, oh, damn, I think I did, right? Uh, the first podcast of the season or the first, pod- first podcast of the year? Uh, it's a bit chilly if it's the first podcast of the year, do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll leave that up to you. I, I think we'll do it. For, I think you actually said the first podcast that we do at a stadium next year. The first live No, podcast. I didn't say the first live podcast. I did not say live. I did not say live. <laughs> but okay. Well, that won't be a video podcast. That's for certain anyway, right? Uh, I think that'll be the, the week I Skype in as well. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> that one we'll be doing in my house, definitely. Okay, sweet. Okay, so, so I guess all that's left then is outro music. You're the host this week, so what have you chosen? Uh, this week I've chosen something um, typically uh, to talk about... Uh, well, we, we started off with the rise of Gangwon. I think it's only fitting that we end with the, with, uh, the attempted uh, removal of Songnam, yeah? So maybe something... A little bit negative, something, something along those lines, yeah? Okay. I guess we... Well, guys, thank you very much. Tune in next week. And we'll have more of this rubbish. And we'll have more of this to, to do, yeah? Exterminate. Exterminate.